Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the League of Logic. If you haven't already listened to our introductory podcast, definitely check that out. It is basically our mission statement. If you've been following us from the beginning, please leave a rating and review whatever podcast platform that you use, especially Apple Podcasts, because it's probably the biggest one. It'll go a long way in getting the word out. Check out our website, leagueoflogic.com. We also have an app that's available on the App Store and Google Play. On the website and in the app, you will find study tools that will help explain some of the topics that we go over in this podcast. Now buckle up for a much-needed conversation about truth. Excuse my sick voice, and welcome to the League of Logic <laughs> podcast. <laughs> that's what I want to do the whole time. <laughs> help, you, help you clear it. Get it up, bro. Get it up. My eyes are over here watering because I get that at one point, you know, where it got like real, like deep fat, fiery sounding. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. No, that's good. <laughs> It's not the Rona. <laughs> you have to say that these days. Right. It's not, it's the, not Rona. the Rona. Yeah. Sinus infection. Either that, all the listeners, all of a sudden, they would just put on masks, you know? Yeah. <laughs> that protection. works. We don't have plexiglass. What we have is... I mean, that's the next thing coming. The next variant is going to be uh, technologically transferable. Yeah. <laughs> through the radio waves. <laughs> it's going to come through the internet. I was looking at this, and it said MR is not a new idea or concept. I was like... What's MR? <laughs> it's like a. <laughs> oh, man. At the end of it, we're going to be like, anybody else got anything to say? And I'm going to be like, wait a minute, we were talking about moral relativism. <laughs> I've got a lot to say. I thought we were talking about MRIs. Or Tune in next time to hear some. <laughs> Is this a medical show? Yeah, like, <laughs> like VeggieTales. Tune in next week to hear Andrew say. I forgot my coffee or something. Oh, look, a Cebu. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, my goodness. During the Prince of Egypt last night. And so Moses is going through all the water and all, everything's like all tragic. The only thing I could think of is off of Monsters University, whenever Boo's going through that conveyor belt and everything's getting mashed oh, and yeah. chopped up. <laughs> and Boo's like, <laughs> he's like passing out. <laughs> <laughs> it was so funny. Oh, man. Oh. Cracks me up. I was looking over these notes here. Vilified? What in the world is vilified? You're a villain. You know what a villain is? Well, Wait a second. Refer to your comic books, Andrew. What uh, is a villain? Now it makes perfect vilified. sense. Vilified. <laughs> you got it now. Vilified. Okay. okay. I actually think that's a word. I don't even think I made it up. <laughs> I mean, it's not uncommon. I can I understand your concern. Anytime you read a document written by me, you have to wonder. I mean, it sounds legit. Like whenever you say it, like vilified. I mean, the more you say it, the more I'm like, yeah. Why didn't I get that? But that's all right. No, it. it I guess I won't even ask about the other ones because I'll figure them out. <laughs> now, what's the other one? <laughs> MSM, mainstream media. Oh, okay, I wouldn't have gotten that one. All right, that was, that was it. Who knew that show notes would also be like a game? <laughs> I know, right? I, I, to be honest, I was a little bit curious about the MSM, but... Oh, yeah? Yeah, I know what you mean now. Y'all don't read enough pol- political 
I think, I think there's a generational disconnect between us all. <laughs> you think? It's not like their age is any different or anything. What in the world? <laughs> I'll tell you how I think it, disconnected I am. I didn't even know that COVID was a thing until they shut down So Delicious and all, all the places out in Utah. That you wanted to go eat. Yeah, I was like, why is everybody shutting down? This is ridiculous. Like, there's no reason to be shutting down. And my pastor at the time, he's like, dude, it's COVID. And I was like, isn't that still in China? <laughs> nope. Nope. Started shutting everything down in Utah, and my life was slowly ruined because I don't watch news. Yeah, your life is probably better off for not watching the news. Yeah. I mean, all the way until then, complete bliss. I was like, woohoo. It was like Tiny Tim. I was like, I'm so happy, having a wonderful day. <laughs> that one. That one? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> How, how'd that go again, Andrew? <clears throat> I'm so happy. <laughs> oh, man. Mm-hmm. I think that's kind of funny. We mentioned um, lingo, different lingos. You know, I noticed I got some uh, young guys that work for me at work, and they some of the words they use, I'm like, what does that mean? <laughs> And uh, I'm only 28, and yet, you know, generation after me, I don't keep up with their lingo, and they use totally different words. You can't keep up. That's uh, you know, we talked about that last time where we said that uh, words don't mean things anymore, or right. they change definitions. You know, they just changed the definition for vaccine now to fit the COVID vaccine. Of course, they had to. Did not. I did not know. Yeah, they changed it. It's not a vaccine. It's not. Well, what is it? It's a big ball of chemicals that suppose they call it. Yeah, that's all it is. It's like it's an experiment. A com- it's a compliance mandate. We are. Uh, it's we're like the biggest lab rat test in the history of mankind. Ain't that the truth? And so they, uh, what are they called? CRISPRs. I don't know what that means, but you can look it up. They took they took immunity completely out of the definition. Yeah, they took it out. So basically, what happens is is this this vaccine doesn't have the COVID in it. It has a bunch of different chemicals that go in, and basically, in, in Johnston County terms, what it does is it goes to your string of DNA, and it finds that string that tells your body how to produce antibodies, and it pulls it out, and it cuts it up a little bit, and so that your body then naturally says, oh, I'm supposed to make this type of thing, and it's all chemically. It's genetically altering the human body in hopes that it will produce something that will fight off the COVID. That sounds like some bad mojo. Yeah, you can't wash that off. Yeah, that sounds like some really, like, it sounded better whenever they're like, yeah, it's a small COVID vaccine, or COVID in the vial. That way your body can see it and fight it. And I'm like, that makes sense. That's how a vaccine is supposed to work. Yeah, but the whole chemical thing, that This sounds, is not how the vaccine works. That sounds no way. It'll probably get shut off all right, but the, uh, the Moderna one, they have a, uh, it's like a super secret sauce, Moderna. They don't even have to tell you what it is. Like an Arby's sauce type It's like thing? an Arby's sauce in the needle. And I bet you if we knew what was in Arby's sauce, we wouldn't put it on our sandwich. <laughs> I don't know about that. Arby's sauce is good. It Arby's is pretty sauce good. is pretty good. It There's is. no side effects. Yeah, see, you guys, y'all <laughs> fell right into it already. <laughs> I'm like, well, we like the Arby's sauce. So. <laughs> There's no side effects other than the uh, congenital heart failure and this like inner tube that goes around your waist. But we won't experience that for years. Years. Right? <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, that sounds like some bad stuff. I'll send you a little video. We'll post it on our website. We could do that, right? Can we post little video clips on the website? Sure. Yeah. 
Yeah, I'll post it. Website. And it's actually, uh, you'll like it because it's got one of those little cartoon guys who's drawing while he's explaining. I do love those. I actually watched one of those this morning. Yeah, they're awesome. <laughs> I love them. And so it makes it simple. I'll share it. I'll put it on the website. Cool. So moral relativism. The ideology that there is no absolute set of morals. All morals are relative. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Does that make any sense? Makes so much sense that I have nothing else to say about it. Well, it just depends <laughs> so, on what they're relative to. Yeah, the moral relativism is just like two words slammed together because you can be have relative truth as much as you have moral relatives. No, wait. You, you can't have relative truth. Well, in the just saying it. Oh, yeah. You can say the two words together. But yeah. Like relative but truth. It's an oxy Or relative or moral morals. Or however you want to call it. <laughs> yeah. Like, I get that. <laughs> it's basically my truth versus your truth. Yeah. That's all it is. Two worlds colliding. And at the center of each is their own God, who is themselves. Mm-hmm. That pretty much says it all. Yep. With the little video that I was watching with the guy who was explaining, explaining things with the stick figures, he said that um, if you do stick to more relativism, there's no reason to change. No. Because everybody has their own truth, therefore nothing can get better because every, there's no reason to change it. It's a concept that uh, does not have hope. Yep. It's interesting it to have... Uh no universal set. So then you got to wonder then how are, how are individuals then coming up with it? <clears throat> what they believe to be right and wrong. What is it inside of us that says that we are capable of making a discernment for what is right and what is wrong? And I still think that a lot of us are weak minded enough that we don't have that in us to make none of us have it. You know, our heart is deceitfully wicked. We know we don't, we don't even know how bad it is, but for the most part, people are basing what they believe to be right or wrong just on things like what society or culture or things like that tells them, or even even worse, your feelings. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm not so sure it's what other people say. It's, it's more like it's a way to get out of accountability. That way, uh, you know, they have an automatic excuse for anything that they do, whether they, even if they know it's right or wrong. Yeah. And then you have to accept it. Somebody else has to be, they, you have to be tolerant of it. So I can't stand the whole, well, just because that's right for you doesn't mean that it's right for me. Yeah, that's pretty stupid. It's dumb. You know, and it's, I hear people say, well, you just, it's the same thing, you know, like you like mayonnaise on your hot dog, but I like mustard on mine, and that's fine. We can have different likes. <laughs> What, what if uh, what is right for somebody else is to decide what's right for you? Yeah. Well, there you go. We're back back to tolerance and acceptance, right? I'm going to tolerate and accept you so long as you don't go contrary to what it is that I'm trying to stand for here, man. Yeah. They, if you disagree with anybody's ideology and like that, they, they come straight at you and say, it's intolerant to judge me. But at the same time, they're judging you. Mm-hmm. So it's one of the another cycle. It just goes around and around and around. Don't want to be offended. Yeah. Please don't offend me. That's a there's a huge flaw in that, right? I mean, really. Mm-hmm. 
is there is there a point anywhere where we would be able to have everybody in the whole world come together and say, okay, if you cross this line, now you've jumped over into where well, that is absolutely wrong. I think society does that, but they keep moving the goalposts. I mean, over and over and over again. Well, so I think that in America, we could all agree that it's wrong to eat infants. Mm-hmm. However, I bet you, you could find somewhere where they still eat people. Yeah. Right. And so I don't know that there is a definite line if you're basing your decisions on moral relativism. There is also been a fad going on for the past several years to, uh, you, you know, get spiritual ideas or, or uh, cultural ideas from ancient societies, like, for instance, the paleo diet. You know, mm-hmm. this is the way the, uh, the uh, paleolithic people ate, you know. This is how you should do it, you know. That's disgusting. I tried it. It ain't good. And, <laughs> and uh, so. They're not here anymore. <laughs> they're all dead. <laughs> there are a lot of ancient cultures that still had moral relativism that did not do it right. So when you get a fad going like that, you know, somebody's going to pick up a really dark tradition because they don't have a standard. It's absolutely not a new concept. You saw it in Judges. Right. What was the verse there? Twenty-one, twenty-five. Uh there was no king, no one to tell him what was right and wrong. So every man did what was right in his own eyes. So you see moral relativism even in Scripture, even back when in the beginning. You can go all the way back to the garden, and you have Adam and Eve. God created man. He, he puts them in the garden. He gives them a, a basically a, a moral law. You can eat these. You cannot eat these. Do, don't, right? It was a right, wrong. He set it up. And the ultimate problem with that came when satan came in to tempt man he used moral relativism don't you know that in the day that you decide to eat this you will know good and evil you'll be like gods and adam and eve because they had free will and because they decided to use moral relativism they decided it would be okay because it felt good it looked good and really that's what moral relativism comes down to we start making decisions based on the lust of the eyes the lust of the flesh, and the pride of life. And it's not based on any set of standards. It's what we want. And that's what happened in the garden. That's why we live in a sin-cursed world. Moral relativism showed up in the beginning. And it's a progressive thing. Like I said, they keep moving the the goalposts all the time. Which moral relativism is breaking the first commandment, which is you should have no other gods before me. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, Noah Webster was one of our founding fathers. You know, he had a lot of influence on our English language, you know, the Webster's Dictionary guy. And uh, one of the quotes that I wrote down, he wrote that or stated, the moral principles and precepts contained in the Scripture ought to form the basis of all our civil constitutions and law. Look how far away just America has gotten away from our constitutional beliefs. Yeah. Because it, we're not basing everything on bi- biblical laws, on God's law. And that's where our moral law is. We had Constitution Day this week. Did y'all know that? No. No. I heard exactly. That, I heard that it was turned into Constitution Week. It was supposed to be turned into Constitution Week also. Did you know that? 
that it was the week. Yeah, I heard that it was the week, but I only heard from Michaela. Yeah. I have been sick at home ignoring everything this week. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the thing. It's, it, they didn't just create it this week. It's always been. And we don't even pay attention to it. Something that and that's and that's how that's how it's happening is you're getting away from the base. Is that always on the week of nine eleven? I don't know. I See? don't either. <laughs> Makes me feel bad. I guess I'm guilty. Yeah. I had no idea. Yeah. There was just I didn't know it until I heard other people talking about it. today is Constitution Day and so we're going to honor our constitution or something. Well you know they're gonna suppress that. They would, they want to take it out of schools anyhow the history of our constitution because it's so every bit of it's biblical it's all based on Genesis and uh, not Genesis but um Deuteronomy and Leviticus so where we get our house representatives that's why we have three branches of government all taken from the Bible every bit of it and based on the moral law which they want to do away with because of moral relativism we also had. Nine eleven this past week, uh-huh. which should be an eye opener, a reminder to people: this is what happens when moral relativism takes effect. <laughs> right, but yeah, and it goes right along with you know Constitution Week, and uh, if we were to continue in the the format that God has put in place, it's God who who cannot lie, who is perfect and knows he's the source of all wisdom, then if we choose to ignore and deliberately get away from that, that that's the effects. 9-11 will happen again. So if there is really such a thing as an absolute right, an absolute wrong, like we'll call it a moral law, then there has to be someone who decides what that law is, a moral law giver, right? And so if there is a moral law giver, who is it that gets to decide? Who makes that law? Is it you? Or is it me? Or is it the Taliban? I mean, you see the issues with all these things, right? We have to have, there is a moral law. And it has to be created by one who is just, who is fair, who is holy, who is righteous above all others. And we are fortunate enough that we have the God of the Bible, the one true God, who is morally perfect to be able to give us a moral law that we could be able to base lives, decisions, everything on. I got another one here that wraps that up. John Adams said this about our constitution. Our constitution was made only for moral and religious people. It is wholly inadequate to the government of any other. So if it's constitution week, let's go back to God's moral law. Right. A lot of people are rejecting that whole constitution thing because they don't believe in God. Uh, as we were talking, it just reminded me of something that my dad sent me. So I think it was like, not this Christmas, but last Christmas, I bought my father a book called Hitler's Table Talks. And basically, if I'm correct on what the idea of it was, as Hitler was just sitting around talking with his generals, discussing different ideas, there was some guy writing down all the things that he was, you know, all of his big ideas, I guess, or what he thought about different subjects. My father sent me a quote from page 135, and it says, It's probable that as it refers to religion, we are about to enter an age of tolerance. Everybody will seek his own salvation on a way that suits him best. 
the ancient world knew of this climate of tolerance. Nobody took uh, to proselytizing. If I entered a church, it's not with the idea of overturning idols. It's to look for and perhaps to find beauties in which I'm interested. That's Adolf Hitler. right there. And we're there. Mm-hmm. There's a great example of moral relativism. There's a great example of cultural relativism as well. Mm -hmm. A lot of people want to believe that, um, like, it sounds on the surface really good where, you know, I follow what the cultural or what the culture decides is morally right. And on the surface, that sounds really good. But if you look into it more, it's ultimately deflecting responsibility for yourself. But then also you can't say that Hitler was wrong. Because that was what his culture said was right. Yep. And you can't, you can, anywhere you go, you can't say that that person was wrong. Yeah. You're a, a fascist otherwise. Mm-hmm. Intolerant. Another example of moral relativism deflecting responsibility is abortion. Yes. Mm-hmm. That's running rampant. You know, I was, I listened to something this week about that. And, uh, you know, there's this person talking. Basically, abortion is okay for the woman. The woman gets to decide. It's her choice. But then the man does not. It's it's okay for the woman to, try, to, to decide and to choose to opt out. But it's not okay for the man to decide to opt out. He's got to pay 20 years or 18 years of, life, of uh, child support or whatever. Yeah, no so matter what. A, yeah, no matter what. Doesn't matter. He doesn't get a choice. It's uh, um, There's a contradiction there yeah i've heard that a lot of people i've noticed with these big concepts like to cherry pick so there was this one person that i saw online that said and they said you believe in equal rights for women and men and they were like absolutely and they were like so do you believe that you should um that you're allowed to join the military and and the woman was like absolutely and she said all right well if you're looking for everything to be equal then let me see your number to sign you up for the draft. And the lady was like, well, no, I don't, I don't, what if I want to stay home? You know, we were like, well, if everything's equal, you don't have, you don't have that option, you know? And, uh, just taking that principle, a lot of us and myself included, I do it all the time, but like to cherry pick, take the good from the, from an idea and leave the, I guess the responsibility of it. Kind of goes along with the vaccines, right? We can't yell "my body, my choice" when it comes to vaccines. That's exactly what I was thinking. You got the abortion people over there saying it's my body, my choice. By the way, it's not your body. There's another body. Yeah, right. My body, my choice. Absolutely. You could have not let your body. You know, but then so they're going to throw an outlier. But wait a minute, there's there's rape and it's you know. I man, I'm st- I hate that man, and I think that anyone who commits rape, I mean, they should be not just killed; they should be tortured. And I'm sick like that in the mind. But I'm talking about slow, painful death over months and months of whatever it takes for you to realize what you did to the woman by rape. You know, like torture for like nine months or something like that. At, at least, yeah. you're <laughs> not, at least you're not the only one that feels yeah, that. I way. can't stand it. So don't don't yeah. think that I'm saying this because I think rape is not a big deal. It is, however. If from that there is a baby, do you realize that that is still a miracle of God? He had to go to work in order for that to happen. I don't think God was there who said, all right, I'm going to send that man to rape that woman. That's the evil that comes from the fall. But the miracle that can come out of it is it is a blessing. 
You get, you don't get to destroy things like that. And then we use it for like this vaccine. That's what the MR, NRA or whatever they call it comes from is aborted fetuses. Mm-hmm. Okay. So we're taking out a baby out of a woman's body. They're cutting it up and using it for science. And then you ask how about eating babies. So how far away are we actually? Mm. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> far. there's not a huge gap there. Yeah. We're injecting that kind of stuff in our bodies that, you know, designed from a feet and whatever, you know, we're not that far away. That's kind of sick to think about, ain't it? Yeah. Yeah. Here's something that I heard and I'll ask you guys. There was this idea that was tossed around this morning that there's cultural relativism where there's no set facts of morals and there's moral absolutism where there are set facts and you can test them and you can prove them and there will always, always be right or wrong. But then this other idea was presented of where there's moral attitudes. I don't know what that, what that meant. I was say, please explain. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I do have some friends. I, I don't, they, they, they say they're my friends because they wanted to be social media friends, but then they always, you know, poor mouth everything I ever say. But they have a more morally superior attitude than everyone, mm. right? Because they, well, I, I feed the homeless, and I go to the soup kitchen, and I give to charities. But I think that gay marriage is fine, and if you don't, you're bad. You, you know what I mean? So it's, mm-hmm. they have a moral superiority. I'll never be able to live up to their standards. Of morals. Is that what you're talking about attitude wise or? That's not exactly what I was thinking about. Okay. But now that I'm thinking about it, like more and more, it's ultimately boils down to just more relativism. Yeah. That's it all does. Yeah. That's the, that's the problem with truth. It's just like, it's either or. Yeah. (laughs) That mindset is my dad's a pastor and I've grown up in churches all my life. And, uh, that mindset is, is rampant through, even churches, the people in churches, they'll have that pious uh, attitude. Attitude, that's the word I was looking for, that pious attitude and look down on anybody, even by the way they look. And uh, that just goes to show you, you hear some people say, well, I, I don't go to church or anything like that because there's hypocrites there. Yeah, but there's hypocrites everywhere. You mm-hmm. can't get away from hypocrites. That's that's the moral relativism culture, the mindset of people that's been there from the beginning as it's been talked about. It's moral relativism. We're now bad guys if you refuse to get a vaccine. And I'm not even pro or anti-vax. You know, I don't care. Go get it. I have family members that got the vaccine. I'm like, hallelujah, good job. I ain't doing it. And so... You ask a certain group, well, you're bad. I read a thing. Let me see if I could find it right quick. This, this, it sounds complicated when you first hear it, but it's not. The protected need to be protected from the unprotected by forcing the unprotected to use the protection that didn't protect the protected. <laughs> Did you hear that? Do I need to say it again? Yeah, that's a mouthful. Say, say it again. I'm going to say it again. The protected, the ones who had the vaccine, 
they need to be protected from the unprotected, those who haven't had the vaccine. By forcing the unprotected, like the ones who don't have the vaccine, to use the protection, which is the vaccine, that did not protect them in the first place. Okay, that's just weird. Now, that was put on, That was uh, I call him Mimi's, Corey can't stand it. That dude, anyway. I suppose, anyway, they, they put a Mimi up, a meme, right? And Facebook fact-checked it. <laughs> and the fact check says, I, I took a screenshot, I couldn't believe it. It was just so, one of my favorite words, asinine. I love that word, right? And this is the fact check. A vaccinated person is not wrong to think an unvaccinated person is a threat to their health. What, what does the vaccine do? Well, okay, so I get it. An <laughs> unvaccinated person might be a threat to your health because they probably could beat you down because, you know, you got the whole lilies and anyway. you know. <laughs> go on. Yeah, no, I won't go any further than that. But what I'm just saying is, man, who gets to make these decisions, man? This is it. So now all of a sudden if you if you decide, well, I'm not really keen on getting the vaccine, hey, what if we've had the COVID? Aren't you got the same type of protections? And so I don't need a vaccine. What makes that person who decides not to get it a bad person? That would be Dr. Fauci to answer your question. Dr. Fauci. Fauci. This is what it makes me think. Fellas, we're about to go into battle. And you must take this shield. This shield only works if everybody uses the shield. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) If there's other people that are not using your shield, your shield will not work for you. One of our friends uh, said the other day, he said, uh, be sure when you go to the beach tomorrow, you put on lots of sunscreen so the guy next to you doesn't get burned. (laughs) (laughs) That's a good one. It's hilarious. (laughs) This is is what comes out of this whole, uh, if if you don't have a a truth basis, an absolute truth basis where where you can deal in moral absolutes and truthful absolutes and everybody gets to decide for themselves what's right and wrong, and we don't worry about this whole law of non-contradiction things. This is the chaos that ensues, the insanity, and the just the stuff that doesn't even make sense. I was talking with a guy yesterday, and um, he said uh, his brother and his sister-in-law are very uh, liberal, we'll say, right? And so whenever Mr. Pooper decided that we didn't have to have vaccines here anymore, like the end of July, uh, this dude comes out. He's getting, going with them somewhere, and he, he knew that they were kind of crazy. And so he came out of the house with his mask, and they said, oh, you don't even need that anymore. We're all good. Everything's fine. And then yesterday, they had like a uh, family meeting or something. I don't know what it was. Maybe it was a funeral or something. And they're like, you better bring your mask. He said, what? Wait a minute. I thought we were okay. What what happened? You know, when when they don't even have uh, – the backbone to be able to make decisions enough on their own. These there, there's tons and tons of people that just sit there watching the television, waiting to be told what to think, and they're trusting what their their news, their mainstream media, or this falsy guy up there in the White House who who's proven himself to be a compulsive liar. Mm-hmm. Proven. You got leaders like the the Biden man who, in one video that you can, they, it's proven. I'm not going to do a mask mandate. That's not right. To my patience is running thin. And y'all better hurry up and get your vaccine. And everybody needs, I'm putting a mask mandate on everybody. There's not going to be a vaccine mandate. There's not going to be a mask mandate. But now there's going to be a mask and a vaccine mandate. 
total contradiction. And I still, man, I'm under the impression who does he think he is to talk to Americans about my patience is running thin. <laughs> but people will accept that, though. Really? And then use it against others. I'm just saying. Who are you talking to, man? <laughs> uh, anyway. <laughs> but don't forget, the protected need to be protected from the unprotected by forcing the unprotected to use the protection that didn't protect the protected. And if we can just get that through our thick skulls, everybody will be fine. Right? Save the world. World's over. One meme at a time. One <laughs> meme at a time. Something that stood out to me that you said, how uh, people are just sitting, waiting to be told what to believe. I thought about that as, how do we also believe that subconsciously, since we're all Christians here? And there's so many people that go to church, sit in a pew, and wait for the pastor to tell them what, what to believe. Yep. And I was, just, I was just thinking about that, and I was like, man, that's so bad. Yeah. That's one thing you just do in Sunday school. Remember that? Please, please go home this week and read what you just heard and make sure that it's right. Don't mm-hmm. take my word for it. That's the and, scary thing. and even if you're not like specifically going out to check on if Preacher Jason was saying everything right or Teacher Robin, I guess at that time, was saying everything right, even just going through and looking at it for yourself, man, so many things jump out. Like this is so I've recently been trying to memorize Genesis one through eleven and I've gotten stuck in Genesis one. And I'm I think I'm at chapter two, verse nine, so I've gotten made a little bit of headway. But man, just going through Genesis one and memorizing it and putting it up on the walls and looking at it and looking at it and continue going over it, so much stuff has jumped jumped out at me that I don't think Preacher Jason ever could have taught me. Not that he's not intellectual and couldn't portray that idea. He just doesn't spend that amount of time with you. Like you're spending with the scripture on your own. Exactly. That's yeah, what it is. It's hard to cram it in 45 minutes. You mm-hmm. have an hour session that, you know, we do, he, he does a phenomenal job of relaying the truth that is in this passage. But if we don't go home and engage in that scripture ourselves, it'll never indwell us and changes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But it is crazy. I mean, if you want to, if you want to, you know, spend some time somewhere, just, Try to start memorizing Genesis chapter one, and there's so many things that'll jump out of you that don't make sense to you at first, but then you're just like, "Oh, wait a minute! Oh, snap!" And then your mind starts getting blown for about thirty minutes, and you're like, "Man, I don't know if I'm going to be able to go to sleep tonight." <laughs> mm-hmm. It's just amazing. All right, you need to hit the crickets button. Why is the crickets one the purple one? I could change the color. Yeah, I mean, more logically to be green, isn't it? It is. It is. Well, just hold on just a second then. <laughs> is it going to change on the board? Oh, it's going to change. <gasps> Does that make oh. everyone happier? Well, now there's what, two yeah, green. What's our other? <laughs> what's change our that other? one. That's, just, that's the sad trombone. I can change that one too. Purple makes sense for the sad trombone. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Pink for like fairy sounds. That's good. That's good. That fits. Yeah. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> this is uh what we need. Introducing our host, Andrew. Woo-hoo! 
I wish I had one of those at home. <laughs> I can send it to and your phone. You can sound. just play it on your phone. <laughs> Yeah, that'd be great. I want the wap 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 wap. I so need a soundboard. Yeah, it's funny to uh, get back to a serious topic. You mentioned, you know, uh, memorizing, and then getting more out of it. I, several months ago, um, I started memorizing Psalm 19, and uh, had the same. The, the same experience of, of learning a lot more through it, spending that much time on the one passage. And, you know, it starts out with the heavens declare the glory of God. Yeah. And when you, when you take a walk through the woods um, and, and you, and you're praying and then you start, you know, reciting the words, those words of God as the heavens declare, and you're looking at nature in that mindset. I mean, it's just amazing to see his glory through everything. I noticed mm-hmm. this morning on the way out, to come here, the sky was completely clear. It was just you could see the stars just perfectly. I mean, all it was like full radius. It was there, it was everywhere, and all I could think was, man, he's huge. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's the kind of God that we have that writes these moral laws for us. Perfect and magnificent, holy and just, bigger than ever can be imagined. Mm-hmm. Creator God, the same Creator that was written into our Constitution who gave us this creator, not our government, who gave us certain unalienable rights, life, (laughs) liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Which, by the way, you know how you get that happiness thing, right? Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and then all these things will be added unto you. Yeah. Trust me, I've done it the backwards way. (laughs) Seek ye first all these things, and then his righteousness will not be added unto you. That's how that works out. <laughs> so I guess you could say that more relativism in our culture is basically that's that's the one thing that's torn the fabrics of our constitution apart. Mm-hmm. I mean that's that's what's been more destructive than, than anything else. Absolutely, that's what causes the chaos and all the the craziness in the inner cities where the protesters are and burning buildings down and all all that stuff comes from more relativism. Yeah, moral relativism in the uh, tearing down is, of the Constitution is also being evident in the gun restrictions. All goes back to somebody else trying to enforce their own ideas upon you. That's the sad part, man. The government was never put into place to be able to give us rights or to tell us what was right and wrong. Those things were already, we we have those already. We have the moral law. We have the moral lawgiver who gave us our rights and the whole purpose for having a government is so that the government doesn't overrun them. You see what I mean? It, they've got it backwards. That's what my I used to have a math teacher, Algebra 2. She said, all right, now we're going to work it backwards. <laughs> <laughs> Which way is that? <laughs> that's what they've done. They've, they've flipped it. You know what I mean? They, instead of trying to protect those rights that were given to us by God that no one's supposed to be able to take away, they've said, you know what? We are the ones that gave you those rights, and we can take them away. Yeah, that that's the opposite of we the people for mm-hmm. the people. Yeah. yeah, it's not the not the people anymore. It's the elite class, is what it is. Thinking about that, what was just said, I know that there was a quote that you had, but would the government succeed in giving us 
in taking away all these rights. And the quote that I'm thinking about is about good men. Hard times, I may get this wrong, hard times make good men. Good men make good times. Good times make weak men. Are you thinking weak about the one evil hard only times. prevails when yeah, good men fail? I was, I was thinking about the evil one. <laughs> yeah, evil prevails when good men fail to act. Mm-hmm. That's one of them fancy president guys or something like that said that, isn't it? Who was it? Better ask Uncle Google. Uncle I forget Doug, who Doug. said either of those. <laughs> it just made me think of it, you know, where the government's trying to take these away and all we have to do is nothing. Yeah. You know, if someone's trying to break in your house, they'll probably be successful. All you have to do is nothing. The only thing necessary for the triumph of evil is for good men to do nothing. A quote falsely attributed to Edmund Burke. Who? I don't really care who said it. It makes a lot of sense, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Who fact checked that? Was that Facebook? Yeah, it was one of those yeah, one of those big people fact checked it. False. He didn't actually say that. He had like one word he used of instead of is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I have been fact checked so many times it's not even funny. My latest fact check from Facebook was uh I went to the C D C's website and I pulled down a uh mortality rate, a death rate basically. For America. And, and it goes way back, but one screenshot worth is only from like 2014 up till now. And uh, obviously we have population increase. So there's more people. So there's for there's a few more people dying every year than the year previously. So they, they base it on a percentage. So like this year, the mortality rate increased like 1% from last year. And then the next year's 1%. It is a straight line from 2014 through 2021 and if it doesn't change as of this past week we will actually have a lower death rate in 2021 the percentage increase is less than i say it won't be a lower death rate the percentage increase is less there is no spike that's just for america right that's just in america Mm -hmm. and you know america was supposedly we have had the most covid deaths right and you would think that if a COVID was a new thing and it was coming and it was adding to the deaths in America, that there should be a spike in the percentage of increase. But there is not at all. I mean, not even a little one. Well, I think I think COVID was, is a very smart and advanced virus. <laughs> there it is. And <laughs> I burnt my nose. <laughs> That microphone's melting a little bit too there. <laughs> Sorry, Brian, I didn't mean to interrupt you. <laughs> been waiting for that. He's chugged his pants yeah. right quick. See if I get it. <laughs> Last week's won't good enough. He's been, yeah, he's been practicing all week. <laughs> Go ahead, man. I think see the COVID virus is a smart and advanced virus, so it only attacks the people that were already gonna die anyway. That's it. It knew it. Mm-hmm. New. Well, also, all the other diseases are really compassionate when you think about it. I mean, flu took a break. They were like, <laughs> "Oh man, you guys got hit by COVID. You know what? We'll we'll pause this year." Most of the common colds took a break. I mean, we are very fortunate that all these diseases were looking out for us. They too have a moral law. Mm-hmm. Let the new guy do some things. Yeah, very inclusive. <laughs> very inclusive. Yeah. yeah. Tolerance and acceptance runs rampant even in the viral world. <laughs> yeah, but if you if you go and present that to somebody who's a believer in the vaccines, a believer in Dr. Fauci, all they're going to do is turn it around. 
They'll say, see, the mask work. But the number of deaths, you're still counting number of deaths. So, yeah, I get you. When they say, yeah, lady, the mask works, we don't have a lot of flu, but we still got the COVID. No, I'm saying I'm saying about the amount of deaths. Yeah. You're counting them. <laughs> like, you know, one numbers, like real numbers, like their numbers, not even my numbers. I didn't make it up. They made it up. They wrote it down. What has changed is the VIRS mm-hmm. report. Yeah, that one was big. 800% increase in vaccine reactions. And they showed that on that, that graph, I think they went back like eight years or something. Yeah. It was a bunch. And it was pretty much flatlined across all years. And then when they got to 2021, it was like all the way up to the top, man, 800% increase. They don't make that website easy to navigate because they don't want you to see that real data. There is a threshold that the, that the is, um, there is a threshold for vaccines when it comes to bad reactions or deaths. And if you go over a certain number in any of these areas, what is supposed to happen is these regulations are supposed to say, all right, whoa, time out. Something's not right. Let's hold on for a little while and make sure we get it right. They did that kind of with Johnson and Johnson, but Johnson and Johnson, <laughs> but Johnson and Johnson didn't put enough uh, money in the pot to be able to keep going. Right. Pfizer did. So they kept going Pfizer. Anyway, the, the point is they have these thresholds Well, the COVID vaccine crossed these thresholds in the very beginning. They didn't even have, it didn't take long at all. Bad reactions, deaths, all this, you know, whatever happened, th- third eyes, you know, fourth arms, and and they never said a word. Just keep on going. That information is actually on that Veers website too. If you've got half hour or so just to dig, and then you wonder how much of, how much has actually been suppressed. How what the real numbers are? If that's not bad enough, yeah, something's not right about the whole thing. I don't like it. I'm not getting vaccinated. I'll take COVID. I had the COVID. I'm good. Wasn't that bad. But just look at me. I'm like a healthy fat man. <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's it. Well, does that make us done? About that time, I think. Give us an out Well, guys, thank for, thank for, thank further. Well, guys, <laughs> think further. <laughs> Frank further. Thanks for listening to the League of Logic. Go check us out on our website at leagueoflogic.com. And as I've said already, we have an app that's available on the App Store and Google Play. On both the website and the app, you can find those study tools. I'll help you with these topics we've mentioned. We've mentioned, covered several of them definitely check those out and uh, I'd encourage you to look up for yourself and decide for yourself what you believe about these topics and sincerely look for truth we have contact information on the website if you have some questions so I encourage you please you know, send us an email uh, we'd love to address that hey, if you got a topic you want us to discuss we'd be glad to give you the truth absolutely thanks for listening deuces <laughs>